You're listening to Breaking Marketing, where we uncover the cutting-edge strategies disrupting the marketing industry. Join host Leanna Ling, CEO of AdSkills, as she takes you behind the scenes to access insider knowledge from industry leaders and innovators pushing and breaking the boundaries of marketing. Are you ready to discover the secrets of the marketing elite? Let's begin Breaking Marketing. Yeah, let's go. Welcome back. My name is Leanna Ling and I am so excited to be here with Zach Hammer. Zach, thank you for coming by today. Always a pleasure, Leanna. Always a pleasure. (laughs) So I asked Zach to come here today to share about a way that he has been breaking the rules, breaking marketing in what I think is a quite a surprising way. Um, So why don't we just jump right in, Zach? You know me, I just like to get right to the meat. So (laughs) tell us, just to give us some context, Mike, can you tell us a little bit about how you're, like why you use this strategy, first of all, and then like kind of like dive into it? Yeah, so uh, I've always found that, uh, you know, people... People tend to uh, have a natural path for how they create content, right? And and that that could be that they are they're more uh, 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 more of a writer, that they're more of a talker, uh, and maybe they are are the kind of person that's perfectly happy uh, showing up on video, right? Some people are very audio focused only. Some people are are good with video, uh, and then leveraging that, you can create all sorts of different types of content. And and so you know where I sort of started down this path uh, was. I have figured out that for me, uh, video, audio, it doesn't really matter. I, I I tend to flow well if I could talk and I flow really well if I'm talking to somebody else. And so that started me down the path of, uh, of, of podcasting. But, you know, I, I am I'm sort of in this world. I don't necessarily have a massive audience uh, on, on my end. Right. And so, uh, podcasting for sake of, you know, warm, you know, warming up an audience and like using that audience to drive business. That was not, that wasn't something that was going to pay off well. And if I was going to stay motivated, uh, to do podcasting, create a show, uh, create, you know, a concept that can both, uh, nurture my audience that already exists, help grow it, you know, slowly over time, uh, but really pay off immediately. That's, that's sort of what I, what I developed and discovered here. Okay, so I, I discovered that I needed to figure out a way uh, to do to do podcasting in a way that made sense for you know for me for my audience, uh, but still allowed me to get an immediate payoff. And and that's really what I discovered is a concept uh, that I like to call podcasting as prospecting, where what you what you end up having happen is that your your guests on the podcast actually. Uh, can be great fits for you and your business, right? You can you can uh, use it to find you know, clients, uh, JV opportunities, partnerships. Uh, there's lots of great ways to leverage it where most people are very focused on, let's create a podcast that's going to be content for my audience. And that's where they sort of stop. Uh, I look at podcasting as a way to build relationships with the people that I will either you know be partnering with uh, or actually bringing on as clients. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. And I thought this was a genius idea because I've actually used this after you told me about it. And I never thought of podcasts um, in this way. So can you can you just walk us through like literally the process of what happens just so we can get our heads around how we can do this? Because I think we're so used to podcasting being a platform just as a thought leader. Right. I, I want I have ideas. I want to get it out there to as many people as possible. And that's what I'm using podcasting for. This is this is really a, a shifting the paradigm here about the purpose of podcasts and, and the the role it has in our business. 
Right. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. The, so there's a couple of points that that go into us. So for, first and foremost, I think you you should be playing the podcast game with a long term goal in mind of understanding that, yes, at some point it would be awesome if your podcast has enough of an audience, enough of a platform to to be able to leverage it for the content distribution side of it. And so you should foundationally make sure that your podcast does, if possible, make sense to the people that you want to attract and build an audience around that. That is a good thing, but you don't want to stop there. You don't want to just create the content for those people. What you also want to do is you want to understand that there's a path to get there, right? There's a path that takes a while that you got to be at that game for a long time in order to actually have a, a podcast, uh, build up enough of an audience and start making that impact. And so you want to leverage the time that you're building the podcast in order to be finding opportunities that help you right now. Uh, and so there's a, there's a couple of shifts here. So first and foremost, understand uh, you want to leverage your, con your, your, your podcast to be creating content that you could use to nurture the list and the audience that you already have. Right. So you want to be able to use it to put out to your current audience, to your current people and have that be effective and helping win them over to your way of, of thinking. Right. Like that's mm -hmm. a that's a valuable thing. But the other thing that you want to do is you want to figure out how you can make your podcast concept something that gives you the opportunity to bring on ideal clients and ideal prospects uh, and potential partners uh, in the path of creating that content, because. Podcasts are this uh this very amazing and interesting thing where if I if I call somebody up and say, hey, I would love to have an hour-long conversation just getting to know you. Would you would you be up for that? Would you be up for just talking for an hour just so I can get to know you? Any busy professional, <laughs> when you hear that idea, that sounds like, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, and that's like, why I came to you when you gave me this idea because I said I have a lot of people who reach out to me. Can I pick your brain? Right. Can I, you know, can we meet? Let's go for a coffee. And I said I feel like I don't have time. And right. and you said, let's leverage this in a podcast. Right. Right. Exactly. Because that's that's the difference that this makes. Right. If you can, if 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 it, instead I can go out and I could talk to people and say, hey, I'd love to have you on my podcast and amplify whatever you're up to, right? I want to I want to shine a light on what you're up to. You want to come on my podcast where you could talk about it and we can explore that idea and I could put it out to my audience and create some great content together. Do you want to do that? Uh when you do that, people are a lot more likely to say, "Yeah, that uh that sounds good. Let's uh let's do that," right? But the the underlying thing that people miss is that you still get that benefit of that hour-long conversation building rapport with somebody that you would normally not get to get to have so if you are if you are targeting the right people that you're doing your outreach to in order you know in order to get those guests onto your podcast then what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for the perfect opportunity to be having high rapport conversations with your ideal clients, prospects, and potential partners. And mm -hmm. it's really easy to transition from, hey, we are, we're creating great content to amplify your message into a very uh, subtle uh, but easy path into saying, let's have a sales conversation. And it's, it's all done in a way that everybody feels great about it. You feel great about it. You don't feel slimy. You don't feel sneaky. Uh, they feel great about it because you're actually leading with value in a way that is actually real and valuable uh and and not just like you know lead with value where where people try and lead with value but it it ends up just being a waste of everybody's time uh and so it's it's a really cool mix where 
you get to uh, do do well by doing good, right? You're actually helping people, but it still helps you to grow your business. And mm-hmm. it, I mean, it all boils down to, uh, again, as long as you are selecting the right people, first and foremost, that that would be a good fit uh, for your goals to bring on as guests to the podcast. Then the next thing is just having a clear strategy for how you how you set up some basic psychology uh, to set you up for success. And that, that's where, to me, the two questions come in. And we figured out these two questions mm-hmm. that really help you turn a podcast episode recording into a sales opportunity right. or a partnership opportunity. I mean, again, this yeah, is adaptable and I depending on what you're looking for. This, this part here that you're about to share, I think this is the part that really breaks the rules or goes against what everybody else is doing. Because I just to share with everybody, part of my little journey, I try, Zach said, do this. So I said, great. I started doing this. I was recording episodes, but then I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. Cause I said, we did the episode and I wasn't able to turn it into a sales call. And then that's when I said, Oh, I'm missing this part of it, which made all the difference. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so really uh let's 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 establish something here, right? So ultimately what what is sales? Sales is the is this idea that we have we have somebody who has a a problem or a need and we are connecting them to the solution. And in order for them to get the solution, they they exchange funds in order to do it, right? That's that's what sales is. It's saying you have a problem, I have a solution, you want that solution, you give me money in order to get it, right? And what we what we often find is that in most cases, people have their guards up in a sales conversation because they are they they know what's happening. They know, yeah, I don't want to talk to you about the problems that I have because I know you're just going to sell me on something. And that, and and so they like that. That's the whole process of of trying to figure out how do you, how do you get past that? How do you how do you get people into a state where they're actually able to freely uh, flow with what their problems are so you can help them solve this? And so what's cool about the podcast is that you could start. By, by at least finding out what their motivation is, right? So I've got a problem, I need to be connected to a solution. But in order for something to be a solution, I need to know where somebody's heading. And so the first question, you know, you bring somebody in, uh, and for me, I do this. I do this in a way where I have two different calls before I before I actually do a podcast, right? I have what I call like my introductory call, uh, my brainstorming call, where what we're doing is we're figuring out what that podcast episode is going to be about, and then I do the actual recording at a different time. Uh, part of that for me is that I'm setting up opportunities for uh, affiliate agreements and stuff in between the episodes, so that come the time of the episode, we can actually have some sort of plan or plan of action for how that that episode is going to not only benefit them but could benefit me in the process. That may or may not be necessary for you, depending on what you know what what you're up to. Uh, this does work if you do it even as one call. I personally do it as two, and, th- and there's some advantages to that. Um, so, but the the idea is that you're you're first you're setting up the episode. And one of the best ways to not only ensure great content, but to maximize your chance of building rapport with somebody as well as figuring out what matters to them is the first question. And the first question is, what would make this a great episode for you? Okay. And then I tend to put some qualifying information on that. I say, I say things like, what, what are you building right now? What are you working on? What are you driving toward? What are you looking to promote? Right? Why, why did you want to come on this podcast? Right. Mm-hmm. What what made this feel like something that would be worthwhile to you? What are you working on that I could help shine a light on so that we can actually drive business for you, that we can promote the thing that you're working on? Because when you find that out, that lets you know their motivation. That lets you know the thing that matters to them. That lets you know the thing where you could say, this is what you want. Then later, we're going to be able to connect that to say, here's how my solution can help you get there. 
right? And we're mm-hmm. going to do it in a cool way. But by doing that, you set the whole episode up to make it that it's all about building rapport around the thing that matters most to them. They're going to see you as somebody bringing value. They're going to see you as somebody who's helping to fight for their dreams. That does a massive amount for the psychology of bringing them to your side. That does a massive amount for giving you the information you need in order to clearly show how what you're up to might help them, right? And and this isn't a trick, right? Like this isn't like, like if you figure out in the process of what they're building and what they're up to that what you do doesn't really help them and you don't believe that it can, then don't sell them anything, right? Sure. Like, like. Like you don't, you don't need to sell, like it's not everything turns into a sales conversation, but it, it maximizes your opportunity that you can find that information for when it is a good fit. And sure. so then during the episode itself, you're just listening, right? I mean, I'm, you're, you're, you're not listening the whole time. You're doing a normal podcast episode and, and interviewing, asking good questions and all that, but you're, but you're paying attention for the things that they're up to, the strategies that they're trying, whatever, right? The information that gives you that, that the idea of, of how, what you're up to might be able to, to fit that need. Uh, and, and so that's, that's where, you know, most people focus on, right. They focus on how do you create a good episode? What are the intros? What are the outros? What, uh, what do you do to get a good result? Uh, all of that. So everybody is, is very focused in general in the podcasting world about like, how, how do you create a good episode? How do you, how do you make it engaging? How do you, how do you do all that? You should still do all of that. Like all of those people that talk about how to create a good episode, you should do that. Your your podcast should foundationally be entertaining content for your audience, all of that. But what you're doing when you're using this strategy is you're also listening for the things that happen in the most important parts of the podcast, which are the things that the listeners don't get to hear. The conversations that are happening before and the conversations that are happening after. Right. Because that's where you have the opportunity to really connect with that person and turn a podcast episode into uh, into a sales conversation. So we're listening for that information, the motivating uh, information that you can that you can then have in those real conversations uh, before and after. Um, One thing I I, I didn't mention is I I always try and set people up to understand that there's going to be a conversation after. Right. And so I do that either at the beginning of the episode or so if you're doing uh if you're doing one call, then the way that you do this is, is you'd start, you know, before you actually record, you say, hey, just so that you know, here's how this is going to work in a second. We're going to turn on the recording uh, and we're going to record the episode and then I'm going to stop the recording. Go ahead and stay on the call. Right. So I'll like I'll wrap up. I'll do all that. You stay on the call because in general, I found that we often have a couple of questions, a couple of things to debrief on. So I just want I want you to understand when I turn off the recording, you're going to stick around. Uh that's, you often want to do that. Otherwise there's this question that comes up of their, like, they understand that you're ending. And if they, if you have it, if you haven't made it clear that like they may hop off, <laughs> right. They may leave because they're like, oh, okay, we're done. Uh, I, I click end and leave. Right. Um, but you want the opportunity to have that conversation with them at the end. And that's where the second question comes in. Now, the second question is even more powerful than the first, but if you don't do the first, you don't get the opportunity for the second. So what do you think? Should we should we dive into the second question? I'm gonna take it. Uh, okay, let's not leave everybody hanging. I was gonna say <laughs> let's do the next episode, but let's jump in. <laughs> All right, sounds good. So we've gone through the episode. We've we've learned about their motivation. We know what they're working on. Now we get to the end of the episode. We, you know, we, we do all the, the standard things. We thank them for showing up. Uh, I often find that it's a great time to like this. Is, this is 
there isn't an exact question here. There's a, there's a concept, but how you go into it is, is a matter of listening, listening to the motivation and making this connect to what they actually said. So you might bring up something that's like, you know, Hey, I thought it was really cool that you do this. I like, I, I love that idea. I love that strategy. Uh, or, you know, I love that you're working on this. I love what it's about, whatever, right? Like you, you do the things that sort of connect back to what they've already said and you relate to them. Then what you do is you flow into the powerful question that turns us into what can become a sales conversation, which is something that's working for me or something that's working for my clients is this. Have you ever considered trying something like that? Or have you ever tried something like this? Or have you ever done this idea? Or have you considered this strategy? And then you listen, right? Like, so I, again, I'm, I don't say all those things. I say one of those things, but that's, that's the idea is it, have you considered, right? Have you tried? Because what that does is that gives you the opportunity to hear. And, and when you say, have you considered it's, it's whatever you're offering, right? It's, uh, you know, have you considered uh, doing a webinar, right? Have you considered uh, running ads to this mm -hmm. offer? Have you mm -hmm. tried running ads to this offer? And then you're listening for what their experience is and then flowing the conversation from there, right? You 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 listen to, yes, we have, and these were the problems. And so then you flow from that and you say, oh yeah, that could definitely happen. Here's some of the things that help to fix that, mm -hmm. right? This is something that we do. You know, Would you be interested in hopping on a call to hear how we might be able to help you with that, right? Like it tends to take a little bit longer from that than that, but that's how you flow into the sales conversation. Uh, or, or the other thing is, no, we haven't ever tried that, but that sounds interesting. It's like, oh, awesome. Well, hey, I, this is actually something that we do. Would you like to hop on a call where we could talk about how that works and see if it might be a fit for you? And what's cool is those conversations flow so naturally, right? Like it, 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 it doesn't, because you're, what you're simply doing is you're saying, here's this thing that you're trying to work at. Here's how I think I could help you. Do you want me to? Mm -hmm. And if they say yes, then great. You have a sales conversation. If they say, no, I don't think that's a good fit right now. Okay, cool. We just created a great podcast podcast episode. You still got value. No harm, no foul. But the, the reality is that most of the time people are very ready to do that next, next part of the conversation. And then mm -hmm. you could turn literally every podcast you know, guest opportunity into a potential client, into a potential, uh, you know, partner, into somebody that you could do business with that can make an impact right now, rather than waiting for that audience to be built in order to be able to capitalize on, on sure. what you built. Yeah. And what's interesting is I, it's been my experience that on episodes where I've built enough rapport with them at the end of it, the before I get a chance to say anything, they'll ask me, oh, by the way, what is it that you do? Like, how do you help people? And right. so I don't even have to build into that. And exactly. I don't have to pull the conversation back like I normally would in a sales call because right. we just spent that much time basically doing a discovery session. So I, I already know right. everything about them. Right. Yeah, exactly. And they're they're you you get that you get that effect of uh you know it's 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 a tactic it's a trick that people often try and leverage in the marketing world of the law of reciprocity right where uh, it's a whole reason around like free gifts and and things like that where it's like you give this thing and it sort of sets somebody up to feel like they they want to reciprocate um mm -hmm. it, it's been used enough that it often doesn't have that effect i found at this point right where it's like they just sort of consider this is this is old hat this is norm that i get a free ebook right like people understand that it's a marketing tactic. So it sort of loses as a, well, it's, it's not seen as a gift anymore. We can go into this in another episode, but I, right. I feel like it's because it's not seen as a gift anymore. It, exactly. Yeah. Whereas this kind of episode 
does feel like a gift. It does feel like you actually gave them something of value that took time, that took effort, that uh, that they appreciate seeing you amplify their message and doing so in a good way that like they feel good about, they feel proud of, et cetera. And mm-hmm. so you do naturally have that that law of reciprocity where they naturally want to see what they could do for you, mm-hmm. right? And if if it's if it's literally a like a low key, hey, I got this idea, it might be able to be helpful to you. You want to hear about it? They more more than often say yes, right? I, again, as long as it's a good fit. But uh, but yeah, that, so that's that's the basic idea there. And the reality is, like this this concept, whether it's applied to to podcasting. You know, I've, I've done this in order to, you know, find opportunities to do webinars together with people uh, where it's, it's all about leading with this thing of let me amplify your message mm-hmm. or let me help you reach your goals, you know, for free in a valuable way that makes sense for you. That naturally creates these opportunities where you can then leverage it to either create clients, create traffic opportunities, create all sorts of things. And so, uh, uh, but yeah, for podcasting specifically, People understand podcasting and what it is. They inherently get the value of it. And so you can actually leverage it as a way that you could proactively go out and prospect and talk to the people that you want to be talking to, uh, having those conversations in a way that feels cool. They enjoy it. You enjoy it. And it still results in business. It's it's uh, it's magic. <laughs> wow. It, de- it definitely is magical. And like I said, I can attest that it actually works. And it felt magical once I put all of the elements together in terms of how you described it here. So thank you so much, Zach, for showing us how you're breaking the podcasting rules um, to thrive in a disruptive world. I have one last question for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. What do you think will be a disruptive marketing strategy or tactic this year? Like something that's going to break the marketing world for the better. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, right, right now, the, the thing that's looming, I mean, like this, at this point, it's, uh, I don't think it's new. Everybody's talking about it, but I, I, I still don't think most people really understand the impact that AI is having in the marketing world. Uh, I think there's a lot of, uh, there's, there's a lot of misguided thoughts about it. I think people, uh, do not understand how powerful it is for, for good for the good of the marketer, uh, that with with a little bit of of knowledge, training, and expertise in using those tools, that it actually drastically amplifies your power as a marketer. That that there's the, there's a massive amount of ability that could be tapped into, but but it's like this bell that's been rung that can't be unrung. And I don't think it's I don't think it is going to be possible anymore to be a powerful, successful marketer without in somewhere in your, in your wheelhouse, leveraging AI to either increase the, the, the quantity, uh, the quality of your output, uh, it, whether it's you or whether it's someone on your team, I think it has to be part of the marketing mix at this point in order to be able to keep up with what's going on. Uh, but I don't think that it's going to be the only people that it's going to get rid of are the people who aren't like we all know that we need to changing and adapting and leveraging the tools that make us the most successful as possible. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think it's ultimately going to be better for, for the, you know, for the, for the, for the sake of the marketing world that when you do double down and you master uh, you know, your marketing skill set where you, where you learn good copywriting, you good, you learn good targeting, you learn good persuasion that you're then able to leverage AI 
in order to increase the quality of your output, the quantity of your output, but you still have to have that expertise to help refine it. And so I think, I think we, I think we're still on the cusp of this and not, not, not enough of the marketing world uh, has quite gone through the learning curve necessary to learn AI. Uh, and yet when it, when they do, uh, I think it's going to be powerful for every aspect of, uh, of, of what we're up to. So uh, I think it enables great marketers uh, and, uh, and, and yeah, I think it's going to be powerful. Yeah. Now, Zach, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. So, I mean, you can feel free. Uh, my uh, my website at this point is Real Estate Growth Hackers. Uh, I focus on helping the real estate industry, uh, real estate SaaS companies, real estate agents, brokers, team leaders uh, with uh, with good cutting edge marketing that really helps you to generate and convert leads in the real estate world or reach real estate agents, real estate folks with uh, uh, with great messaging. So feel free. You can uh, find all the links to connect with me on realestategrowthhackers.com. And uh, I'm happy to uh, connect with people and answer emails and all that sort of stuff. So feel free to reach out if you have any questions. Right. Thanks again, Zach. Now to you listening or watching, what do you think? Do you agree with Zach? Let us know in the comments or on social media. And join me next time for another exciting episode. I'm Leanna Ling, and thanks for listening to Breaking Marketing.